Presented by the United States Sentencing Commission, this is Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast for federal sentencing practitioners covering topics of interest. Here are your hosts, Abisay Bayisa and Rachel Pierce. So Abisay, uh, I have another grouping question. Okay. This defendant has been charged with three counts. Uh, so the first one is possession with intent to distribute a controlled dangerous substance. The second one is robbery. And the third one is burglary. So what was going on in this case is the defendant broke into a pharmacy and stole a large number of pills from the pharmacy, which of course he later so sold illegally. So the breaking into the pharmacy and the robbery, uh, the, that represents the burglary and the robbery offenses. And then of course selling the drugs illegally is the possession with intent to distribute those substances. So the question is, do these counts group? Yikes. All right. <laughs> well, there's a lot going on here. Right. And I think sometimes, you know, with grouping, I always like to go back to the basics first mm -hmm. and make sure that I'm doing it right because it's really easy to get tripped up, especially when you think you know the answer. Sure, sure. So, you know, generally speaking, when you've got uh, grouping rules, the first thing you should do is get the decision tree. Yes. Right? We can't uh, emphasize that enough, can we? We cannot <laughs> because I, I know I don't answer any calls on the helpline mm -hmm. without looking at the decision tree right. when it comes to grouping. Mm -hmm. So the first thing the decision tree asks us is, do these use the same guideline? Mm -hmm. Right? And it's clear they don't. Right? So rule D is out. Right, because none of them use the same guidelines. No. They all use different guidelines. Totally right. different guidelines, right. Mm -hmm. right? And so when you're not doing a grouping under Rule D, the first thing you have to do is calculate the guidelines for each offense, right? Uh, and that's another thing we can't stress enough. You know, I think folks try to eyeball it and figure out what Which the is highest. the highest, mm -hmm, exactly. yes. Please don't do that. Do a calculation for each one of your counts. Well, because you're not. Sometimes you're not going to know what the highest is until you do all Absolutely. of them. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to go through. So if you're first, you start with drugs, right? Go to 2D 1.1, robbery, right? Mm -hmm. 2D 1.3, burglary. Do those separately. Right. I don't care if it's on the back of a napkin, but do those <laughs> right. guidelines separately. Right. Because when you do that, that's when some of the other grouping rules may become apparent to you once mm. you actually go through the guidelines because rule C grouping talks about specific offense characteristics. Right. And if you don't go through each guideline, you're not going to know whether there's a specific offense characteristic in one that embodies the conduct of another, right, right? Right. And that's why I always tell people, you have to do the guidelines separately because when you do that in this case, right? So mm -hmm. the drugs, that's all, sometimes the easiest one. It's just a right. quantity calculation. Right. But when you get to robbery, what you're going to see is that there's a specific offense characteristic in both robbery and burglary mm -hmm. that applies when the theft or the taking of a controlled substance is the object of the offense. Right. Right? Right. And so, but you wouldn't know that unless you, you did the guidelines separately. Good point. So in this case, we know that the defendant broke into a pharmacy and he stole pharmaceutical pills, which he sold. So the object of both the robbery and the burglary was the taking of drugs. Right. So you would, you would have to apply that specific offense characteristic when you're doing the robbery calculation mm -hmm. and the burglary calculation. And once you do that, you'll see that those drugs that we already did the calculation for right. in count one, right, 
That's what I mean when I say does one specific offense characteristic take into account the conduct of another right. count. Right. So in this case, the object of the robbery was to steal drugs, and now you've got a calculation for drugs, right? So what we know is that those drugs are going to group with either—they're going to group with either the robbery or the burglary. So right? you could pick either one in this with this set of facts. Sure, right? Because it's all one—it's all one offense, right? Right? It's mm -hmm. not like he robbed one and burgled another. Sure, sure. So you would group the drugs with either the robbery or the burglary, and mm -hmm. what you have to do is so now you've got technically two. Now you're down to two group counts, right? Right. Because right. mm -hmm. the drugs have already been uh, grouped into the other. Right. And so what you have to do is you have to figure out, because a robbery and a burglary aren't going to group. Correct. Right. And the issue here is that even though it's one pharmacy, sure. so technically you have the same victim, uh, we would say that the robbery and the burglary are separate harms. Right? And right. I think so that's you, where people get messed up. I think what they do is they stop. They say, oh, I have the same victim, so I can group these offenses. But I think you're absolutely right. The next question that follows is, okay, you may have the same victim, but do you have the same harm? Right. Represented by those counts. Right. Because right. victim is just the first predicate. Right. Right. Sure. The second question is, has this victim suffered separate harms right. or the same harm? Right. And what we would say here is that this pharmacy did not just suffer a break-in. Right. right. This isn't just people breaking in or destroying windows. Right. This is a break-in and a robbery of their drugs. Right. Right. And those are separate harms. So you can't group the robbery and the burglary under either Rule A or B because right. we would say it's separate harms. Mm -hmm. And so if you can't group them, then you've got uh, you've got the robbery and you've got the burglary. Mm -hmm. and Two both. count groups at this point. Right. Right. Two count groups. And what you would have to do is figure out which one was the highest and then assign units right. um, as required under the grouping rules. And then, of course, that translates to additional offense levels on whichever right. is, the, is highest. the highest. Right, is the highest, right? And again, sometimes you don't know what's the highest until you do the whole guideline. Exactly. So I can't stress that enough. It sounds so easy when you explain it like that. <laughs> well, that's because I have the group in the decision tree. <laughs> you have the decision tree. Right. All right. So I think this is one where there's a lot of interesting grouping rules going on here, but I think the key takeaways is that just having the same victim mm -hmm. doesn't automatically mean they're going to group under A or B, right? right? Because you need the same group, the same victim, and then same harm. Right. Right. Sounds good. This wraps up our episode of Sentencing Practice Talk. Today brought to you by the United States Sentencing Commission. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to check back often for new topics. Sentencing Practice Talk, a regular podcast on federal sentencing issues. Please be advised that information provided by the Commission staff is offered to assist in understanding and applying the sentencing guidelines. The information does not necessarily represent the official position of the Commission, should not be considered definitive, and is not binding upon the Commission, the Court, or the parties in any case.